think you may be seated. E. Stanley Jones, a missionary years ago to the country of India, said this, prayer is surrender, the surrender of our will to God in cooperation with that will. If I throw a boat hook from a boat and catch hold of the shore and pull, do I pull the shore to me or do I pull myself to the shore? Prayer is not pulling God to my will, but aligning my will to the will of God. The purpose of prayer is not to get our will done in heaven. The purpose of prayer is to get God's will done on earth, in our lives, in our marriages, in our families, in our relationships. We know and understand that prayer helps us to draw close to God. Prayer encourages us to surrender to God. Prayer encourages us to live for God. Prayer fills us with a desire for God. Prayer grows us in our faith in God. Prayer helps us to communicate with God. God, the maker of heaven and earth. God, the one who is mighty to save. God, who is able to do above and beyond all we ask or think according to his power at work within us. God, who promised to meet all of our needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. God, who is working in us to will and to work according to his good purpose for us. God, who is carrying on his work in us of making us more like Jesus even in these moments. God, whose grace is sufficient for us. God, whose power is perfected in weakness. God, who is speaking to us by his Holy Spirit in us right now. You see, prayer connects us to our awesome and almighty God. There was a little boy who was uh, acting up one day, and he was misbehaving, and uh, he was uh, disobeying his mom. And so his mom sent him uh, to his room, and after about uh, 20 minutes, he came out of his room, and he went, and he found his mom, and he said, Mom, he said, I want you to know I've been thinking about what I've done wrong and how I've been acting, and I know I've been acting bad and haven't been obeying you, and I want you to know that I said a prayer. And his mom said, Son, that is great. She said, if you prayed and asked God to help you be good, he will do it. And the little boy said, oh, mom, I didn't ask God to help me be good. I asked God to help you put up with me. <laughs> Prayer is one of the best things that, that we can do for others. Prayer is one of the best things others can do for us. As Jesus told us in Matthew 7, verse 12, therefore, whatever you want others to do for you, do also the same for them, for this is the law and prophets. As followers of Jesus, whatever we want others to do for us, we are to do the same for them first. Whether they deserve it, request it, or return it. We don't do for others so they will do for us, we don't do for others so they will praise us. We do for others because God told us to do for others. As we obey God, he blesses us and takes care of us. As we give ourselves humbly to God day by day, he empowers us to do for others as we would have them do for us. And so we're going to focus once again on a particular area that we can apply this truth and the golden rule in our lives this morning. So open your Bibles with me to Ephesians chapter 1. Make your way to Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 1. As you're turning there, prayer is one of our great privileges as followers of Jesus. We actually get to talk with God. 
Isn't that awesome? That is amazing. I can't get past that. We get to talk with God. There is an unmistakable, undeniable spotlight on prayer in God's word because God wants us to pray. God wants you to pray. God wants me to pray. Now, a couple of quick points about prayer. Number one, communicating with God in prayer is a challenge for us. James told us you have not because you ask not. We don't receive answers to prayer at times because we simply don't pray, as James said. James also told us we don't receive God's answers to prayer at times because we pray with wrong, sinful, selfish motives. We pray for our will, way, and wants rather than God's will, way, and wants. We pray selfishly rather than selflessly. What we also know is Satan works hard to keep us from prayer. Satan will lie to us and tell us things such as, your prayer life stinks. You're not praying the right way. Your prayers aren't good enough. We know Satan will distract us to try to keep us from prayer by telling us things such as, you're too busy to pray. You don't have enough time to stop and pray. You need to go ahead and get to where you're going. You can pray later. Or he'll tell us things like, you know, prayer doesn't work. You don't need to waste your time in prayer. Prayer doesn't work. God's not answering your prayers. Prayer doesn't work. Or he will try to distract us by saying things such as this on particular certain Sunday mornings. Oh, no, not another sermon on prayer. You have heard hundreds of sermons on prayer, and they always put you to sleep. Simply put, Satan doesn't want us to pray. He doesn't want us to pray. Second point, communicating with God in prayer is a blessing for us. Prayer is a blessing for us because prayer works. God hears and answers our prayers according to his will for us, which is best for us and those around us. This is why Jesus taught us to pray, our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is why John said, this is the confidence we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know whatever we ask, he hears us. We know we have what we asked of him. It is exciting for us to pray and then to wait and watch for God's answers to prayer. It's exciting for us each day to lift our requests to the Father, to present our requests to him in prayer, and then to watch and to wait with expectation on how God's going to answer our prayers. We don't always know when God's going to answer our prayers. We don't always know how God's going to answer our prayers. We don't always know who God's going to use to answer our prayers, but we know this, God will answer our prayers. And his answers are best for us and for those around us. We know his answers are always on time. And so we understand and realize there is great excitement For us as followers of Jesus Christ to develop this discipline of prayer because as we pray, God blesses us with answers to prayer for us and for those that we are praying for. And so if we want others to pray for us, we must also pray for others. 
Paul demonstrated the golden rule regarding prayer perfectly in his letter to the believers and the church in Ephesus. And so I want us to unpack God's truth for our lives in this passage, and we're going to go through the book of Ephesians and hit some high points as we make our way through. Just a few points I want us to see this morning uh, that Paul highlights for us in regards to praying for others uh, so that we also would have them pray for us. The first point is simply this, Paul prayed for the believers in Ephesus. Paul prayed for the believers in Ephesus. In Ephesians chapter 1, Paul opened his letter to the believers in Ephesus, uh, believers that he knew and loved well, and he opens his letter, and he was rejoicing with them in their faith in Christ Jesus. He was rejoicing with them in their faith in Christ Jesus, and he was also, at the very beginning, uh, the first 14 verses, reminding these believers of their rich spiritual blessings that they had from God by faith in Christ Jesus. He reminded them that they had every spiritual blessing in Christ, that they were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world, that they had redemption through the blood of Jesus, the forgiveness of sins, that they were sealed with the Holy Spirit of God at the moment of their salvation. Amazing blessings, rich blessings that Paul was rejoicing with these believers, reminding them of all of their blessings that they enjoyed in Christ Jesus. And the good news for you and me this morning is simply this, these same blessings are yours and mine in Christ Jesus. We too have forgiveness of sin, the redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ. We too are sealed with the Holy Spirit of God at the moment of our salvation. We too have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. So this is good news for all of us. And so we see Paul begins to pray for the believers. In chapter 1, I'll begin reading in verse 15, Paul says this, this is why, after he rejoiced with them and he reminded them of all their blessings, he said, this is why, since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, he knew of their faith in Jesus, their love for one another, but after he had left them, he continued to hear testimony about how they continued loving God and loving one another. He was writing this from a prison in Rome, and so he said, I never stop giving thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. And so we see Paul didn't just talk about prayer. He didn't just teach about prayer. Paul didn't just write about prayer. Paul prayed. Paul gave thanks for these believers as he prayed for these believers. Now, it's interesting to note that Paul prayed specifically two key requests for these believers. There's two requests that he highlighted, that he put the spotlight on as he prayed for the believers in Ephesus. First, Paul prayed for wisdom for the Ephesian believers. Paul prayed for wisdom for the Ephesian believers. Continue in verse 17 of chapter 1. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you the spirit of wisdom. Say wisdom. We give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his glorious calling, what is the wealth of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the mighty working of his strength. Paul asked God to fill the believers in Ephesus with wisdom. 
so that they could know and understand and grasp all of their blessings in Christ Jesus, so that they could know, grasp, and understand the hope that is theirs in Christ Jesus, God's love for them in Christ Jesus, God's power that was working mightily in them to make them more like Jesus. You know, you see, Paul asked God to fill the Ephesian believers with wisdom so that they could know all that they have with God in Christ Jesus. So they would not take their blessings for granted, but so that they could know and understand in a deep way so that the eyes of the heart might be enlightened and open to understand, to grasp all that God had done for them in Christ Jesus. Now, the reason, one of the reasons he was praying for wisdom was because Paul understood, just like we understand, when we have wisdom from God to grasp all that God has done for us in Christ Jesus, we are much more likely to live for God, to praise God, to worship God, to love God, and to love those God's placed around us. We're a whole lot more likely to minister to all those God's placed around us. Why? Because we have a wisdom, we have an understanding of all that God's done for us in Christ Jesus, and we know and understand freely we have received, and therefore freely we are to give of all that God has given to us. And so this key prayer in chapter 1 is so important for us as well, praying for wisdom, wisdom, so that they could know and truly understand who God is and what God has done for them in Christ Jesus and what all that means for them and their hope and God's love and God's power working in them. Secondly, Paul prayed for power for the Ephesian believers. Pray for wisdom, and then pray for power for the Ephesian believers. Turn to uh, chapter 3. If you look at chapter 3, beginning in verse 16, here's his second prayer. His second prayer in particular, Paul prayed these words in verse uh, 16, chapter 3. He said, I pray that he may grant you, that God may grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power. Say power. In your inner being, through his spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and firmly established in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width, height and depth of God's love, and to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So Paul, secondly, prayed for wisdom for these believers. He prayed for power for these believers. He prayed for them to be rooted in their faith in Christ Jesus so that Christ may dwell richly in them and powerfully them in their faith and trust in him. And then he prayed that they would be rooted in God's love so that they could experience the power of not only their faith in Christ and God's work in them, but the love that God had for them in Christ Jesus so that then they would be able to know the length and width, height and depth of God's love for them them. Why? So that they would be filled with the fullness of God in their inner being. So we see that Paul prayed for wisdom so they would know and understand all that God has done for them in Christ Jesus and for power so that they could then do all that God wanted them to do in light of what he had done for them, the revelation of wisdom that God gives to them on a day-by-day basis so they would be able then to live in the power of Christ so that they could walk that wisdom out day by day. And this is true for us as well. We pray for wisdom that we would know and understand all that God's done for us in Christ Jesus, so that we'd know this word, so that we would know his blessings. And then we pray for power 
the power of Christ at work in us through our faith and trust in him, the Holy Spirit living within us, to empower us, being rooted and established in this love, to be able to take that wisdom and put it into action, put it into work and practice in our day-to-day lives. It's a beautiful prayers for us to pray for ourselves. God, would you give me wisdom today to know what you want from me? And would you give me the power, God, to do exactly what it is you want me to do? And then, God, would you grant my brothers and sisters wisdom today and whatever it is they're going to deal with and face so they can understand what you have for them and what you want for them? And then, God, would you give them power so that they could do exactly what it is you're going to ask them to do? These are fantastic prayers for us to pray for ourselves and for one another, our brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. God was at work in these believers in amazing ways. Paul got this. He understood this. He was in a prison, in a cell. God was at work in Paul even there. And so he was praying for these believers and praying specifically for wisdom and for power. God is at work in our church family in amazing ways. Amen? God's at work in our church family in so many ways. I want to point one way out in particular. Tony Snow, if you'll make your way up here uh, real quick. God is at work in our church family in regards to our leadership. And as our elders and deacons shared with you a couple of weeks ago, we believe that it is clear that God is calling us to affirm his call on Tony Pecola's life to serve as our lay, one of our lay elders. He and Sanoa have served in our church family in so many capacities over uh, these past many years. They're continuing to serve in many ways today. And we as elders and deacons believe without a shadow of a doubt that God has convinced us and made it clear to us that Tony Pecola uh, is to step into the position of lay elder to join with our staff elders and leading our church in God's direction in the days to come. And so it's our privilege after asking you, our church family, to be praying with us over these past couple of weeks, an opportunity to pray and ask questions about the process. And we now come to this morning where it's my privilege to ask you, my church family, in all three of our services, to ask you, uh, as presented to you by the elders and deacons, we recommend uh, to affirm God's call on Tony Piccola's life to become our next lay elder. I ask that if you affirm this call on Tony's life as well, if you join with us in agreement with what God is doing in Tony and Sonoma's life and in our church family, then would you let it be known by shouting praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, all right. Amen. 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 Well, that is fantastic. Let's pray right now. Let's bow in prayer. Uh, Father God, I just pray for Tony and Sonoma. God, I pray right now for them. And God, I pray that you would continue your work in them, your work through them, your work around them. Father God, I thank you that you are at work in them to willing to work according to your good purpose. I thank you, God, that you have used them in so many ways within our church family to be a blessing to us and to all those you bring our way. Father God, I thank you for allowing us to be a blessing to them. We rejoice, God, in your work in our church family. We rejoice, God, in your work in their lives. And Father, we affirm that you have made it clear to us as a church family that Tony is to serve as our lay elder. And so, Father, we ask that you would grant him wisdom. 
Father, we pray for wisdom that he would know exactly and understand and grasp all that you have done for him in Christ Jesus. We pray for wisdom for Sanoa. God, we pray that you would bless them with the ability to know and exactly what it is that you have done for them in Christ Jesus, that all you want for them in Christ Jesus. And God, we pray for power for Tony and Sanoa, that you would then allow them to be filled with the power of your Holy Spirit to walk out your plan for their life and their daily lives as they lead and their families, as they lead in our church, as Tony helps to lead our church into the days to come. God, would you grant them power, power to do exactly what it is you are calling them to do. Father, we thank you in advance for all that you have done, you are doing, and what you're going to do in and through them. And we ask these things in the powerful name of Jesus Christ and all God's people pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, guys. You can be seated. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. We're excited about all that, that God is doing in our midst. First point, Paul prayed for the believers in Ephesus. Second point, Paul taught the believers in Ephesus to pray. He taught the believers in Ephesus to pray. Paul had a transition in Ephesians. He transitioned from what to believe to how to behave. Paul transitioned from doctrine, what we know, to duty, what we show. In chapter 4, we see the transition happen. We see the transition happen. Chapters 1 through 3 was about what to believe because our beliefs determine our behavior. It's about our doctrine, what to know. Chapter 4 begins the second part of the book of Ephesians, and that is uh, how we're to behave and what we're to show our duty as followers of Christ. And he shared in Ephesians chapter one, 4, verse 1, he shared these words, Therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, urge you to live worthy of the calling you have received. Paul said this, Now that you know God's way, live God's way. Paul encouraged them to live what they had learned from God's word. First three chapters, all about what to believe. Second three chapters, all about how to behave. Live what you've learned from God's word. That's what he's saying here. And so we see this come alive for you and me as well today. Paul taught the believers in Ephesus to pray. Now, among other truths that we see in chapter 4 moving forward, is that Paul taught the believers to uh, live worthy of the calling that God had given them to salvation in Christ Jesus, to live in unity with one another as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, to take off the old self and to put on the new self in Christ each day, to not let any unwholesome foul language come out of their mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their need, so that they can give grace to those who hear, to be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another as Christ has forgiven us, to uh, be imitators of God as dear to love children and to live a life of love, he encouraged them to walk as children of light in the Lord. He encouraged them in particular to pay careful attention to how they live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil, not to be foolish, but instead to understand what the Lord's will is so that they could do the Lord's will, wisdom and power. And then he began to share with these believers what the Lord's will is for different areas of our lives. He shared the same truth with us as we read today. He shared with these believers 
what the Lord's will is in regards to us as husbands and wives, what the Lord's will is in regards to us as parents raising our children and children obeying their parents, what the Lord's will is in regards to employers and employees in the workplace, what the Lord's will is for us as followers of Jesus, as soldiers in the Lord's army in the battle of spiritual warfare day by day. The good news for you and me as followers of Jesus, these truths are for us today as well. Then Paul, again, understanding his prayer at the beginning, wisdom and power, understanding beliefs now turning to behavior, Paul also reminded these believers in Ephesus they would fulfill the Lord's will for them by the Lord's strength in them. In Ephesians 6 and verse 10, look at Ephesians 6 and verse 10, Paul reminded them, finally, be strong in the Lord and his vast strength. Be strength in the Lord and by his vast strength. So all that we know, we have wisdom, and then he prays for power to be able to live it out. And so we understand, thankfully today, that we live according to God's wisdom, God's way by God's power at work in us. We live God's way by God's power in us. Prayer, follow me now, Prayer is one of the ways God fills us with power. If you are not disciplined in your prayer life, you are missing out on a huge, vitally important source of prayer for you as a follower of Jesus Christ. Prayer is a foundational way that God fills us with power. And we see now, as we get into chapter 6, Paul summarized all of his instruction and all of his encouragement, and it's amazing how he does this. He opened the book of Ephesians with prayer. Now he's going to end the book of Ephesians with prayer. He summarizes all of this by urging us to pray for one another. He taught the believers in Ephesus to pray. And so we see this in verse 18, in Ephesians 6 and verse 18. Paul said, pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request. And stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Paul covered all the bases for prayer here in this verse. Notice the emphasis on all in verse 18. All, 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 every. Paul made it clear to us about how important prayer must be for us. I want us to look at five quick points, and we don't have long, so five quick points about prayer from this passage uh, in uh, verse 18. Five points about prayer from, from Paul here in verse 18. The first point is this, pray all the time. Pray all the time. He said, pray at all times. You see, there's never a time, day or night, where we can't pray. There's never a time when God's not available to us. God's eyes are always on us and God's ears are always open to us. Think about this for a moment. God is never too busy for you or for me. That's just impossible for me to completely grasp. Surpasses knowledge, as Paul says. There's never a point in time where God is too busy for us. This is why, one of the many reasons why Paul said, pray without ceasing. Pray constantly. Because as we're praying and communicating with the Father, 
He's listening, he's hearing, he's changing and working in us, he's guiding us, he's convicting us, he's encouraging us, he's blessing us, he's directing us, he's making us more like Jesus. Pray all the time. Secondly, pray in the Spirit. Pray at all times in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit means in submission to God. Praying in the Spirit means praying in in obedience to God. It means praying with faith in God. It means praying uh, for the will of God. Praying in the Spirit happens when we are walking in the Spirit, which means walking in obedience to God by the power of God at work in our lives. Praying in the Spirit means praying for God's will and ways, not ours. You see, the Holy Spirit empowers us to live God's way, and the Holy Spirit empowers us to pray God's way. So we're going to pray all the time. There's never a time when we can't pray. And as we pray all the time, we're going to pray in the Spirit, submitted to God, in agreement with God because he knows what's best for us, with faith in God, believing that God's going to answer our prayers and and empower us to do what he wants us to do. And then we're going to pray about everything. He said, pray about everything. He said, pray in the Spirit at all times with every prayer and request. Every means every. There's nothing too big for God, and there's nothing too small for God. There's nothing too big or small for us to take to God in prayer. It's like a little boy who was talking to pastor one Sunday morning. He said, Mr. Pastor, he said, I want you to let you know my mommy prays for me before I go to bed every night. And the pastor said, well, that's great, son. What does she pray? And he said, my mommy prays, thank God he's in bed. We know that we can pray about everything about everything. We know that Paul encouraged the believers similarly in Philippi, don't worry about anything, pray about everything. Why worry? We can pray. Why worry? We can always pray. We pray all the time in the Spirit. Pray about everything. Whatever bothers or burdens us, whatever concerns or confuses us, whatever hurts or hinders us, Whatever scares or stresses us, take it to God in prayer. Pray. Take it to God in prayer. Currently, right now, I think you could use all of those adjectives and you could define it and say, those all fit for the election. Election bothers, burdens, confuses, concerns, hurts, hinders, scares, stresses. Take it to the Lord in prayer, as we've been sharing over these past months leading up to this week that is ahead of us. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Study God's Word. Study God's Word. Study candidates. Study the platforms the candidates are representing. Pray. Pray and ask God to give you wisdom to vote according to the Spirit of God that lives within you as followers of Jesus Christ. Vote and then obey. Live out your faith and trust in Christ Jesus and obedience to God as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, walking by faith and unity as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Study, pray, vote, obey. It's real simple. And God will make a way for you and for me. We must pray about everything. Then we need to pray with perseverance. Fourth point is pray with perseverance. He said, and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession. Stay alert with all perseverance and interest. Stay alert is in the present tense. That means we need to keep praying. 
We need to stay alert as we pray. We need to stay alert so we will pray. Staying alert spiritually helps us not to give up on prayer. As Jesus told Peter, James, and John in the Garden of Gethsemane, shortly before he was arrested by the mob and taken away to be crucified, he said this, stay awake and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Prayer is hard work. I'm not going to stand before you and encourage you and teach God's word in a way that is not accurate to the word of God. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, prayer is easy. No, it's just the opposite. Prayer is hard work. We have to make time to pray. It's hard work. That's why Paul said, don't give up. That's the reason why he said, stay alert with all perseverance. What is he saying? He's saying, don't give up on prayer. Don't give up. Pray all the time. Pray in the Spirit. Pray about everything, but don't give up. You see, it's easy for us to get distracted when we pray. It's easy for us to get discouraged when we pray. It's easy for us to get defeated when we pray, which after a period of time will cause us to what? Stop praying. That's why one pastor, I love what he said. He said, pray when you feel like it. Pray when you don't feel like it. Pray until you do feel like it. Pray. God will fill us with perseverance as we pray for perseverance. And then we know we need to pray for one another. He said, pray in the Spirit at all times with every prayer and request, and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Say all the saints. All the saints. What is he saying there? He's saying praying for all of your brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Pray for those who are close to you. Pray for those who are far away. Pray for all your brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Intercession, intercession is the wonderful ministry of praying for one another. One of the most blessed, one of the most beautiful ministries that God calls us to as followers of Jesus Christ is the ministry of intercession. One of the best things that we can do, one of the most effective things we can do, one of the most loving things we can do, one of the most powerful things we can do is pray for one another. Let's pray for one another. As one Bible scholar said, when we intercede, God intervenes. We can expect God to intervene when we're willing to intercede. Interceding for one another's brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Interceding for one another on a daily basis. Those who are close to us, those who are far away from us. Intercession. It's a fantastic ministry for us as followers of Jesus Christ. Paul prayed for the believers in Ephesus. Paul taught the believers in Ephesus to pray. The third part I want us to see is then Paul asked the believers in Ephesus to pray for him. He asked them to pray for him. This is a beautiful ending here. We see in Ephesians 6, I'll continue reading in verse 19. Pray also for me, Paul said, that the message may, give, may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. For this I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I might be bold enough to speak about it as I should. As Paul gets to the end of his instruction, as he gets to the end of his encouragement, as he gets to the end of his writing of this letter, he says, now I need you guys to pray for me. Whatever you have others do for you, do also the same for them. Paul prayed for the believers in Ephesus. Paul asked the believers in Ephesus to pray for him. Notice what Paul asked them. Look at it again, verses 19 to 20. Paul asked them to pray that God would help him present the gospel fearfully, boldly, and clearly. Notice, Paul did not ask them to ask God to release him from prison. 
No, no, no. Paul asked them to ask God to empower him to be a faithful ambassador and witness for Jesus in prison. He said, I need you to pray that I would present the message of the gospel while I'm here in chains. Fearlessly, boldly, and clearly, just as I should. And my brothers and sisters, we're ambassadors for Jesus Christ. Each one of us is a witness, is a minister for Jesus Christ. And we need to be praying for one another so that we might present the message of the gospel with our words and with our walk fearlessly, boldly, and clearly to all those God places around us. You see, prayer connects us with God, draws us close to God. Prayer connects us with one another as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus to God. Oh, so now we're together before the Father at the foot of the cross by the blood of Jesus Christ. Prayer helps us live for Jesus. Prayer helps us love like Jesus. Prayer helps us persevere in Jesus. Prayer helps us point people to Jesus. We are blessed by God as we pray. We are a blessing to others for God as we pray. We are a blessing to one another as we pray for one another. Praying for wisdom and power. Praying for the specifics that we know based on our knowledge and understanding and love for one another in Christ Jesus. Listen, praying for one another is pleasing to God because praying for one another is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. It's God's will for us to pray for one another because it's taught in God's word. And that prayer for ourselves, prayer for one another, helps to empower us to live God's way in God's power for his glory, fame, and name. The last time I checked, the words to the old hymn don't say backward Christian soldiers or quit Christian soldiers or run and hide Christian soldiers or stay in the stands of the Christian life, Christian soldiers, or throw in the towel, Christian soldiers. Now you see the words of that old hymn still say, onward Christian soldiers, marching as to war, with the cross of Jesus going on before. We are victors by God's grace through our faith in Christ Jesus, and prayer helps us to press on and persevere in our victory in King Jesus. As we live by day, by day, by day for King Jesus. Let's put this truth, now that we know it, by God's power in us and action in our lives. Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request. And stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Let me ask you to bow in prayer. Our worship team is going to come and lead us in this time of prayer and time of worship. And I want to encourage you to pray with one another this morning. The beauty of being able to be here with our family members, with our husbands, with our wives, with our 
our children, with our brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus that we're doing life with. One of the beautiful opportunities we have being here together, especially in a moment like this when God's called us to, to practice this discipline of prayer, is we get to pray not only for one another, and we need to be doing that even now, but we get to pray with one another. For those who are streaming online, let me just encourage you to pray with one another, with those you are streaming with online. And if you're by yourself, then you're not by yourself because you have the Father with you, or the Holy Spirit is alive in you. Pray. Pray for wisdom and power for you and for those you know and love. But those who are with you, pray even now. The altar is open as it always is to come and kneel and do business with the Father. Our worship, our, our ministers will be here. Our pastors will be here at the front. They would love to pray with you and pray for you, pray over you. If you have a care, concern, need a request, they would love to pray with you, to pray over you. I'll be standing here at the front. You may want to grab your spouse and just Kneel right there where you're seated. Maybe you want to come and kneel here at the front and just pray for one another, pray with one another, pray over one another. Maybe you want to encourage a brother or sister in Christ by praying with them or praying for them. Maybe you want to go to someone even now and pray for wisdom and pray for power for them. Or maybe you want to go and ask a brother or sister in Christ, would you pray and ask God to grant me wisdom and to grant me power? Listen, we're brothers and sisters in Christ and we're to persevere and praying for one another. It's the way in which we love one another. One of the greatest prayers that we can pray is that prayer of repentance, confessing our sin to the Father, and that prayer of receiving God's gift of salvation by God's grace through our faith in Christ Jesus. If you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then I encourage you to do that this morning. Our pastors would love to introduce you to Jesus as well. As we started the worship service off by singing, Jesus is the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father God except through him. The only way into a relationship with God is by faith in the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who died a perfect death on the cross of Calvary, was buried in the tomb, and on the third day rose again victorious over sin and death for you and for me. We, in a relationship with him, as we repent from our sins, turn from living our way, so we confess them to the Father, and as we just simply receive God's gift of salvation by asking Jesus to come in, the changes from the inside out. Let's respond to the Lord this morning with our brothers and sisters in Christ as we pray and as we worship the Father. Let's stand and say yes to God.